Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And I want to welcome you to today's edition of Calvary Live as we start a a new work week. Uh, I pray you're doing well, and uh, I know that we can use some encouragement. We We need to be refreshed. Um, just love to be able to minister to you. So you heard the call-in number is 303-690-3000. Give me a call. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Greeley in Northern Colorado. I'm going to be your host for this hour of Calvary Live, and this is the program, of course, where you get to call in and ask questions about the Bible or Christian living or what's our worldview as Christians as we see all the things that are going on around us. Uh, maybe perhaps you have a prayer request uh, this is a program where we are going to pray with you and for you, and so we'd love to minister to you in any way that we can. We're here to serve you, and uh, so give me a call. You heard that call-in number is 303-690-3000. As soon as the phone lines start ringing, uh, we will go to them, and uh, we will uh, take uh, those phone calls. So grab one of those open lines. We've got all open lines right now, 303-690-3000. This is really your show for you to be able to ask your questions and give your prayer requests. So we want to welcome everyone here today. And also there is a second means for you to be able to ask a question or to uh, give a prayer request, and that's a dedicated text line. It's a different number. It is 720-336-0897, 720-336-0897. And as many of you are familiar with Calvary Live, we... Uh, want to remind you that uh, that is a dedicated text line that is open a prayer line 24-7. In other words, you can text in a prayer request 24-7, and there'll be those who will look at those, respond to you, be praying for you. And uh, I think that's so needed in the day in which we are living in. We need prayer, and perhaps you need prayer. So give me a call. Uh, The call-in number, 303-690-3000. But if you're not able to call, text in a prayer request or a question, 720-336-0897. I want to welcome those who are listening live on Grace FM. Pray that you're doing well. Boy, we have had quite a, you know, last few months with the fires burning here in the areas of our listening uh, audience in northern Colorado especially So we want to be praying for those who have been affected by the fires, especially. It just seems like it never ends. And uh, being up here in Greeley, close to where the Cameron Cameron Peak fire has been burning, and, of course, the Calwood fire that began on uh, Saturday with many homes being burnt in one day, over 26, the count's going to go higher. Uh, The Mullen fire to the north of us in Wyoming, Uh, These are very large fires, and they continue to burn. We just want to pray. We want to pray for the firefighters. We want to pray for those who have lost homes, um, uh, those who have been evacuated, and they are in hotels right now. Perhaps 
uh, in the Fort Collins area or Loveland area, uh, waiting to go back in to where their homes are to see if they're still standing. The Cameron Peak Fire has burned over 200,000 acres. That's by far the largest fire in Colorado history. Uh, the area is enormous, uh, the size of Denver and Aurora uh, put together. And so we're talking about a very large area that has burned. We want to uh, just lift up all those who are involved. I know that the firefighters, uh, the first responders must be exhausted as uh, the conditions have not improved and uh, they continue to burn. And uh, we're praying for some moisture to come in this week. We're praying for the winds to die down and cooler weather to get a handle on this fire. So uh, those of you uh, here in Colorado, we have been praying. We want to continue to pray. And uh, But uh, I do want to welcome all of you who are listening. Uh, we just want to be ones uh, that, um, you know, give a word of encouragement. If you are in the area, because our listening uh, audience on Grace FM up here in northern Colorado, 89.7, goes into Estes Park. It goes up into the Red Feathers areas. It even goes up into the snowies of Wyoming west of Laramie. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Love to hear how you're doing. Um, love to pray with you if you need prayer. You've been affected by the fires or you are out of your home. Uh, please give us a call so we can encourage you and we can pray for you here today. want to welcome also those who are listening in on Hope and Truth FM or another uh, Christian radio station uh, that has picked up Calvary Live. As you're listening, you, you are a week delayed um, in listening to the program. In other words, this uh, today's program will air next week, but you can call in at that number, 303-690-3000, be on the air, have our conversation, and then you can listen to it next week. But we also know that there is a growing audience on online listening and uh, we have people from the Pacific Northwest clear down to Southern California, uh, all throughout the Midwest uh, and on the East Coast. We want to welcome all of you listening online, even international listeners uh, from Ukraine and South Africa right now. Uh, welcome as you're listening on the Grace FM website uh, on your computer. So uh, we just welcome you to today's program. Um, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. As I said, as soon as the phone calls come in, we'll go to the phone lines. So let's go to line one. Shelly from Denver. Hi. Hi, Hi Shelly. I'm fine. You're on Calvary Live. Oh, gosh. Sometimes I call and I hope that you don't answer because I'm so scared to share. Well, you know, Shelley, I know it's hard when you got a prayer request to share. You don't have to share everything. Just what can we do to pray for you? God knows the details. And we're here to encourage you and to help you in any way that we can. Um, because I want you to know something, Shelley, when it comes to uh, whatever is going on in your life, that the Lord, He cares, and He desires for you to come to Him. And, and it's good to ask for prayer. So, um, I see that you need some prayer for your marriage. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And God knows the details. And, you know, um, and we're just going to lift that up. And I know it's scary to ask for prayer and the uncertainty of the future that is ahead. But we're going to invite the Lord into this situation. And um, and he's the one that brings healing. He's the one that brings restoration 
to your marriage, and he can do that work. And I want to give you that, that just that ray of hope, because there's always hope in Christ, okay? Yep. Okay. Yeah, thank and, you so much, and, Okay, and I see that you're going to be getting some counseling. Yes, we are. Okay, it, it's so important, because God is the one that ordained marriage, Shelley. And, you know, the definition of marriage is this, that a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And, you know, you're one. And when there's difficulty, there's separation, where all that is going on, it, it, it is so hard because there's a tearing of that one flesh. But, Father, I do pray for Shelley. She's called in. She was frightened to call in, uh, hesitant to call in. But, Lord, we don't answer to her in any way, in a negative way or a judgmental way, but uh, a sister that is hurting and needs to be encouraged. And so, Lord, we lift up her marriage to you. You know all the details. You know everything that's going on. You know the problems that are there. Um, But I just pray that you would bring healing. You bring forgiveness. You bring restoration. That, Lord, that the counseling that they are looking to get would come soon. It would come to uh, really be a help to them as they seek you. And, Lord, that Shelley would know that there is always hope uh, with you working. And you're the one that can minister and and bring that uh, restoring relationship because you're the one that ordained marriage and you're the one that will keep a marriage strong. So I pray for Shelley. I pray for her husband. I pray that you would, Lord, do that work that they need in, in coming together, working together, and knowing that you desire to do that. You desire to bless their marriage. You desire to bring that healing to them. So they can move forward as a couple together as one flesh. And Lord, so we just lift them up to you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. You know, Pastor, I listen whenever I can. And I want you to know that what you're doing means so much to everyone that listens and everyone that will listen. I, I believe in everything that Calvary stands for, and I love my church. Well, thank you, Shelley. And you know what? Anytime you need prayer, you call in, all right? Okay, Shelley. I appreciate appreciate the encouragement. God bless you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. If you need prayer, you got a question, love to be able to just encourage you. And, you know, we really need each other in the days in which we were in. So I'm so grateful that people are listening, that you're calling in. And um, and this is an hour for us to come together. Uh, Christian radio is so important today. And you get to listen to all the wonderful Bible teaching that takes place all day long. Man, every time I listen to it, to listen to these anointed Bible teachers, I learn so much. But this show is an opportunity for us to really come together and build each other up and connect with one another. And and so I'm so delighted that you're calling in. We want to go to Gene in Wyoming. Hi, Gene. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. You're on Calvary Live. Okie doke. I'll try to make this short and simple because it's a super long kind of question. Um, someone in my family had passed away, and it's been a year now. Um, they lived with us, um, you know, with my, my family family, and my daughter took it hard. Okay, it was my mother. And my daughter took it really hard. Um, some 
there was a woman's meeting um, over a weekend, so we went to that. Uh, my daughter was struggling, heartbroken, um, that her grandmother had passed away. Um, during this time, um, the women of the church were, you know, trying to get other women together, and they were saying, you know, we need to love on each other. If you need anything, we're here, we're behind you, we'll pray for you, on and on. And while my daughter was going through this, not one person ever asked her if she needed anything, um, if she needed help, if she was all right. So as she was hearing this, it made her more and more upset um, throughout, you know, the month leading up to this weekend. During this weekend, me and my daughter spent time more together than with the other women. Although we were all in the same room, they would discuss something and my daughter would ask me a question of what they were discussing, and, and we would talk about it. When we came back, um, I was confronted by one of the women that they had gotten together and discussed that since me and my daughter were kind of separated, trying to heal at this time, um, because she had only died maybe a month before, um, that they found my actions and her actions very offensive and a stumbling block to them. Um, it okay. broke my heart, it broke my daughter's heart, um, that they would even think that way. Long story short, as time went on, um, it seemed to get worse and worse, to the point now it's a year, and I know I'm supposed to forgive, and I forgive, right. but, you know, calling somebody a stumbling block is very difficult, because I have always prayed Lord, help me not to stumble, you know, have other people stumble sure. by what I say or do. So my question is, do I try to forgive all this, put this away, and keep attending this church, or just put it away and, and attend somewhere else? Because when I walk in that church, now I feel this wall immediately come up. Yeah, sure. And, you know— you just told me a lot that happens to you and to your daughter in, you know, just a couple minutes and something that's been going on for a while here. So the Lord knows the details, but I, I want to steer you kind of in a direction. There's a couple things here. Number one is you said, you know, that you've forgiven and you, you've chosen to forgiven, but as you feel like that perhaps they were hard on you, harsh to you, um, were you know weren't justified in saying the things that they did um as you were hurt you've chosen to forgive them but there's another issue here and that's restoration when somebody hurts us or cuts us deep we can forgive them we are to forgive them there's the imperative in scripture to do that but it doesn't always mean that relationships will be restored now you're talking about those who are in your church and i know that the lord's desire is is that there be a restoration, that there be unity. You know, Jesus would say that um, in the Sermon on the Mount, that uh, if you bring your gift to the altar and remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. In other words, that you should try to bring that that place where you sit down and you talk about these things. You can talk about and be very honest about, this really hurt you. It came at a time where 
we were hurting at a time that we needed to be ministered to. And it, it's really amazing when um, two people sit down or, you know, the leader of that conference or the ladies or whoever, um, when you sit down and when there's, um, you know, a, a conversation that there is understanding and clarity that can come, and um, that's what you pray happens. And so I would encourage you to sit down, and if you can, um, and just be able to say, hey, we need some clarification, because obviously it's still bothering you. Um, here it is months later, weeks later. When you walk into the church, there's a wall that is up, and that's something that you don't want to have. You want to be able to freely go into fellowship uh, for there to be um, a unity of heart. You know, Paul talks about that in the book of Philippians. Uh, he says, let your conduct be worthy of the gospel. There was a problem in the church that he goes on to explain um, that had happened. There was tension. There was um, division that was going on. And um, But he says, listen, you know, coming together with one heart and one accord is what you are to do. And that's what your desire is to do. So I think that it'd be good to whoever you know is involved, who whoever initially gave came to you, to sit down and say, you know, this is really kind of eating at me. It's bothered me. I I just want to get some you know talk about this, get some clarity, get some understanding where I was coming from, and I think that will be very helpful. Now, what the outcome will be, I don't know, but you do your part, entrust it to the Lord. Our desire should always be that not only is there forgiveness, but now the next step is that there needs to be restoration, and um, the only way that's going to be is to talk about it, because if you don't, then you're going to walk in every week from you know moving forward with the wall up and not knowing and being hurt and confused, and, and you need some clar- clarity, you need some understanding, and I think the only way to do that is sit down and talk about it. Does that help? Yeah, it it does. Um, you know, I was talking to my husband, and he's like, keep praying about it. And, and I have over and over. And there's times, you know, that I thought we should have taken care of this. I should have taken care of this as soon as I, I, I seen everything happening. And I was told not to, you know, just leave it alone. It'll go away. It never went away. It, it doesn't um, go away. It, it doesn't go that's, away. And, and so that's then the now, thing, you know, I turn. And I'm like, yeah. you know, sometimes I feel I'm going to have to stand up and apologize to the whole congregation so that everybody knows that I am sorry. I never meant to hurt anybody. It was never my intent, you know, to be a stumbling block or to cause anybody to sin because that was not my intention. But yeah. that's how big this huge elephant has gotten. Yeah. Well, Gene, I think if you sit down with the person initially and talk to them, you know, that you can move forward, and um, you can move forward in this, but I think that's where you begin uh, to, you know, somebody came to you and said you were a stumbling block, and just be able to talk to them, and then, you know, depending on the outcome, but you need to be in a place where, you know, you can go and worship freely, that you, it's important for us as Christians that we have that, that not only unity, but we have that, you know, bond of unity. We have that, um you know, where we can go and freely be together and be encouraged and built up. So, Father, I just pray for Gene. It's a difficult situation. A lot has happened over the last year, 
But Lord, I just pray that those involved, that she would be able to go, she would be able to talk, to get some clarity and understanding. Lord, that you would bring uh, a restoring of relationships or trust or, um, Lord, that you would just work in this. And Lord, I just pray you give Jean just the, um, the you know, uh, words to speak and share her heart and that there would be a desire on both sides for there to be a coming together and um, that you would do that work in her, um, in the church, and also with uh, those involved. And I just pray that you would help her be able to express those things. And um, with all this that's going on, you know exactly what's going on, but that's your desire. So we just lift this all up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Jean, I'll be praying for you, okay? Thank you very much. I need it. Yeah, absolutely. But I would suggest go and and, uh, sit down and talk, because it's your desire I hear from you after all these months for there to be a resolving of this and an understanding and clarity that needs to, you know, be expressed from you. And um, I think God will bless it as you do that. And, you know, I just, uh, you know, I'm sure they have gotten over it and forgotten, but I need healing. I feel so broken. You know, Jane, here's the thing, and then then I'm going to move on to the next caller. There have been people that have come to me as a pastor that maybe I said something, that maybe I ignored them at one time. I had no idea that they were still upset or, um, you know, angered by it or whatever, and they tell me, and I say, why didn't you come and talk to me? You know, why didn't you come and talk to me? Because they cannot help or you cannot come together and move forward unless there is a coming together in expressing those things. So you need to express that to the other person and, and, and just to be able to move forward in that, I think is going to be beneficial for all. So Jean, thanks for calling. Keep us, keep me updated and, um, and I'll be praying for you. Okay. Three Oh three. You bet, Gene. 303-690-3000 is number to call. Got an open line. Love for you to call if you got a question or if you have a prayer request. request. Love to be able to um, just pray with you and encourage you any way that we can. We got an open line. Grab one of those open lines. In the meantime, let's go to Christian, who's in Denver. Hi, Christian. Hi. How are you, brother? Good. How are you today? I'm doing good. Every day is a good You're day, on... right? <laughs> <laughs> when you have Jesus, uh, we can be so thankful. I'm poor on that. Yeah. yeah so what do you got to... for me? Ah. So I'm trying to do... figure out what God's will for my life is. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to hear his voice. So I'm trying to just, you know, figure out which one is his voice. Right. You know, that's a big question. And, um, you know, that Christian that people ask, what is the will of God? And, you know, the Lord desires for us to come to him. Uh, We know from James that uh, James writes in the opening of that epistle, if anyone lacks wisdom, uh, come and ask of God. And to know that he wants to give us that wisdom he he desires to speak into our lives, but um, he gives all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, 
knowing that God wants to direct your life and guide you. And the counsel comes from him. And, you know, the thing is, we know what the will of God is as we look at the word of God, first of all. But when it comes to certain things, you know, do I continue in uh, this job? Do I move to this city? Do I move in this direction? Do I continue? And whatever the case may be, people are going, Lord, what is your will? And I, I'm, I really need to hear from you. And I know that Isaiah chapter 30 is a very important chapter for me when I consider those things because the Lord was saying to his people, come to me for counsel. They were going to Egypt. They were going to the world. And he said, woe to the rebellious children who take counsel, but not of me, who devise plans, but not of my spirit. So first of all, we know the Lord wants to come to us. And he says, in returning and rest, you shall be saved in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. So going to him uh, in quietness and confidence, just as James says, you ask in faith, knowing that we can go to him and, and know, Christian, that he wants to guide you. He wants to guide you in every way because he's a loving father, just as my children come to me at times and they ask for, you know, wisdom. They ask questions. I want to give them, you know, um, godly wisdom and a godly answer and to help them and direct them because they're my children. And we have the spirit of adoption where we can cry out, Abba, Father. So number one, know you go to him. And then as you go to him, as you go and asking, then you wait on him that he may be gracious to you. And blessed are those who wait for him. And that's the hard part. I think, Christian, that's the part that you're in is waiting on the Lord waiting on the Lord, but you keep going to him. And as you wait on the Lord, the Lord is going to be working. He's going to be showing you things. It's a hard thing to wait on the Lord. Uh, That's a hard thing in our spiritual lives, especially as we live in a world where we want things instantly. But it's important for us to learn to wait on the Lord. And so we go to him, number one, Isaiah 30. Second of all, wait on him. And then thirdly, he promises that you will hear from me, the Lord says, your ears shall be a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right or turn to the left, he promises he'll be that voice behind you saying, this is the way. His voice, the still small voice of the Lord, will never contradict his word, first of all. And then second of all, he'll give you a peace that rules in your heart, Colossians chapter 3. Just that peace and that word rule in Colossians chapter 3 literally means that he makes the call. It means it's the same definition as a baseball umpire, that God's going to make the call in your life. And I know for me, as I've waited on the Lord, I'm praying about some things right now um, concerning ministry, concerning different things, and I'm just kind of waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting for that peace that rules in my heart, whether I go forward or stop, and, um, and I'm going to allow him to make the call. But he does desire to speak to you, Christian. He desires to... For you, as you wait on him, that he's going to, to just continue to minister to you, and then he's going to be a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. All right? All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, can I pray for you? Yes, sir. Father, I pray for Christian. I just pray that he wants to distinguish between God's voice in his own will or you know, going to Egypt for advice. And I just pray that you would just speak that still small voice in his heart. Do you give him peace that rules in his heart? 
that, Lord, as he reads the word and is in the scriptures, that you might show him a verse or something that's going to give him some clarity, some understanding, um, that's really going to speak to him. And, Lord, that you desire to do that in his life as he's praying about certain things, as um, he is desiring your will, that, Lord, you want to give him um, the direction that he needs. So, Lord, I pray that you would do that with Christian and that he would know that you love him in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, it's break time. We got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. It's the only break of the program. Grab one of those open lines. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So good to talk with you as you call in 303-690-3000. I believe we have an open line, so grab one of those open lines and let's talk about the things of the Lord. I'd love to pray with you. This is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you as we start the work week. Pray that you're doing well. So glad that you've tuned in to today's program. And uh, we had a busy first half. It snuck up on me, the uh, the um, break, and, and so that's good. Uh, an hour goes by quickly when you get the phone calls coming in and as we converse with one another. So we do have an open line, and we're going to go to phone lines in just a minute, continue with the program and answering questions and and praying for people. Uh, I do want to let you know that here in Greeley uh, that we have our Sunday morning in-person services, 8, 9, 30, and 11 o'clock, and we're in Matthew's Gospel. You can register for the service and for children's ministry. We got children's ministry nursery provided for all three services, and so I'd love to have you come join us for our in-person service on Sunday mornings. 8, 9, 30, and 11 o'clock. And you can check out our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org. You can also listen online, because I know some people are not getting out, and uh, we have a number of people that listen online or Facebook Live, Calvary Chapel Greeley. Wednesday nights, we have online services uh, as we're going through the book of Jeremiah. So check it all out. Love to meet with you, serve your family in any way that we can. We have such a dynamic, wonderful children's ministry uh, middle schoolers. We got youth that meet during the week as well. Young adults on Friday night. Um, we invite you uh, to come join us, be blessed, and and we'd love for you to um, just be encouraged in the things of the Lord. And so Calvary Chapel Greeley, one word, dot org, O-R-G is our website where you can check out all the information. We do want to continue with the phone lines, and I believe as I look, read in Denver. Reed? Reed, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. What can we do for you? Yeah, uh, yeah there's two things I need prayer for. and just uh, My name's Reese. It's R-E-E-C-E. Um, but yeah, so I have, a, I have something I, I want to pray. Uh, we're kind of crying out to God about, and then uh, just huge uh, praise to Him as well. So it's... Uh, 
Um, um, kind of, you know, good and bad at the same time. Um, the, the, the con is, uh, just with the COVID and everything going on, um, me and my family, my mother and, um, stepdad were, we're just struggling financially right now. Um, and you know, she, she's a nurse, my mom's a nurse, my stepdad's construction and, um, I'm a small business owner. And we, um, it's just been really rough and God has always pro, uh, pulled us through in my childhood, um, no matter how, even if it was worse financially than it is now, but it doesn't make it easier when it happens. And uh, I've been giving yeah. her affirmations um, from God, um, but, you know, and it's, it's really hard. So we just really want to pray for that. And she's just really tired. She feels like she's been attacked by the enemy her entire life, and there's been no break. And I try yeah. to give her that confirmation. She just, she just needs that encouragement right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's been a difficult season for many of us, job-wise, financially, health-wise, emotionally. Um, And so certainly I'd love to pray for your family, Reese. And so we do that, Lord. We just pray that you would just touch this family. Um, First of all, as they're in a tough situation, COVID has affected so many people financially, um, with jobs, business, uh, with Reese being a small business owner, uh, with um, his uh, mom being a nurse, stepdad in construction, I just pray that you would just um, just provide for them. You promised that you would provide um, all those, you know, our needs, uh, supply all our needs in Christ Jesus, that, Lord, that uh, they would have a peace, that you desire to do that, and uh, that you would guide them, that you would just, uh, just open up. Right now, we just pray that, Lord, is... Um, we we are limited. There's uh, all these restrictions, things like that. We just pray for you to show yourself strong on behalf of this family, and I just pray for encouragement for them, for all of them, um, that they would know that you love them, that you desire to work in their lives, that you desire to bless them. And, Lord, I just pray that you uh, would just uh, work in, in doing that financially in every other way as well, because... Uh, you hear your people. We can cast our cares on you because you care for us. So show yourself strong. Provide for them in every way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Anything else, Reese? Yeah, just one more, and this one's a praise. Um, I didn't have a father in my life after I was 10 years old um, due to just some unfortunate circumstances, and God has heard my cries for a father, even though I'm an adult now. Uh, he's brought my father back into my life with my little brothers that I haven't seen in about 13 years, and he's just taken away the anger, and he's changed hearts, and it is just the most beautiful blessing I've ever seen, and uh, I'm still in shock about it, um, and it's, it's, it's just an overwhelming feeling in my spirit. just gets excited every time I think about it, and I just praise God because I've been praying for 13 years, and it's finally happened. So even with praise all the God. attacks to the enemy, um, God shows His grace, and He shows through, and just and shows us in other ways that we, you know, we rely on Him. He's going to take care of us. He is our Father, and He will yeah. leave um, and, and, and get His sheep if He needs to, and it was, it's just an amazing thing. Yeah, praise God. You know, that he is the God of restoration and that can do that. So, Father, we do thank you for the restoring of Reese's father and his, his brother. And that relationship um, is has the um, right now is, is going to grow because um, there is forgiveness. And, Lord, you want to do that restoring work. So I pray you continue to bless it in every way. Thank you for you being a God of restoration and that can only you can really bring um that that two people together 
when there's been uh, relationships that have been severed and um, separated, what the enemy uh, has tried to do, that, Lord, that you can bring the healing uh, and do a work that only you can do in restoring. So we just praise you for this, what you're doing in Reese's life. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. All right, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And um, love for you to call in. We've got plenty of time for you to be able to call in and ask a question or give a prayer request, 303-690-3000. Let me give you the text number again, 720-336-0897. If you want to text in a question or a prayer request, grab an open line. So let's go to Geo in Brighton. Hi, Geo. Hello. How are you? Doing well. Good. You got a question for me? Yeah, so I was kind of listening to uh, a debate the other day, and this Christian guy was breaking it down. But I was, I mean, I like to ask a lot of Calvary pastors because I think they get their head on straight when it comes to theology. But it was on the baptism of Jesus, like, um, like that's the question is why was he baptized? Because I know he says this is to fulfill all righteousness. I guess I'm trying to understand the theology behind that. Yeah, when when he came out to the Jordan um, River, of course, John was baptizing, right? And John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. So the question is, why did Jesus come out to be baptized? Um, he didn't have anything to repent of, did he? No, he, no. He, he up to that point, and of course, every day of his life, lived a perfect life. Everything that he did, everything that he said, um, was in perfect harmony with the Father, um, was according to the will of the Father. So he had no sin to repent of. So why did Jesus come out to be baptized? And it is believed that Jesus came out to be baptized. Some say, well, he did it to be an example to us, for us to be baptized. I think it was more than that, to be an example, because when we come to baptism, we identify with Christ. Um, you know, repentance is a part of that. We repent, we come to Jesus Christ in faith, uh, and, you know, we're born again by the Spirit of God. And then as we are baptized, as we go under the water, we identify with Christ. Some say that Jesus' baptism uh, was um, was a righteous identification with sinners. Um, that Jesus um, came out into the waters, that he was identifying with us, and that he was making, um, you know, he w- he was determined he was going to go to the cross, that, that public statement that he would go to the cross. It's interesting, um, Gio, that there are two times that Jesus mentions baptism, you know, in the Gospels. One was that when James and John's mother came and asked, you know, can my son sit on the right and on the left? And Jesus said, you don't know what you're asking. Can they be baptized with the baptism that I'm going to be baptized with. That is the baptism of suffering and death. We know that another time that Jesus said to the disciples that, you know, I'm going to take on, you know, the baptism of 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 death, of suffering that the Father has given to me. So some believe that Jesus was making that, you know, just that uh, public declaration that he was going to go to the cross because when he went under the waters and he was immersed in waters, that he knew that it would be in a few short years 
that he would be immersed with the suffering and death of going to the cross. So he identifies with us sinners. It was, you know, Jesus, as he went and was baptized, that he was, you know, declaring that I'm going to go to the cross as he would be immersed in um, suffering and death. And then also he would be anointed uh, as we see the Trinity there, the voice of the Father, this is my Son in whom I'm well pleased, the Son, and then the Holy Spirit empowering him for, you know, um, his ministry and up to and going to the cross at Calvary. So it wasn't a baptism where, you know, people were coming out to be, um, you know, to um, repent because he had nothing to repent of. But I believe that he was coming out to identify with us as sinners, knowing that he was going to go to the cross. Okay? Good question. Keep looking at it, all right? Yep. Okay. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. I think Joe was a little muted, or um, sometimes the connections get bad, but hopefully um, that as we look at it, um, that that there was some clarity that was there. So 303-690-3000 is um, the number to call. When somebody hangs up, we got an open line. Let's continue with Andrea from Denver. Hi. Andrea or Andrea? Uh, Andrea. Andrea, how are you? I'm oh, just fine. I'm in heavy traffic right now. Um, okay. I just Be wanted careful. to ask a question. Um there's this man at work that talks to me quite a bit, and he says, you're very nice, and I haven't told him I'm a Christian, but um, a girlfriend of mine came up to me and said, do not talk to this guy. He has satanic tattoos and all the symbols from Satan that they worship Satan all over his body. I was naive to this. I knew he had tattoos, but, you know, so um, it kind of made my body chill. But then I thought, you know, maybe he's feeling something from me like the Holy Spirit. Maybe there's something I could do or say to just witness to him. I've never had this before. Um, And my girlfriend said, you're in a lot of danger talking to him. Hmm. So my question, I'm in an open area. We work in a warehouse. Um... I don't know what his intentions are in talking to me. Um, I have no intention of dating him or anything like that. It's right. just that, you know, we as Christians, and this is just my opinion, we're supposed to witness, and not everyone right. is a Christian. And right. some people are like, you know, I guess, satanic worshipers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And Andrea, I think you're on the the right, you know, thought process of, uh, you know, he's somebody that needs to be saved. When a coworker says, well, don't talk to him, you'll be in danger. It's like, well, what's the deal with that? I mean, um, is she talking about that, you know, you're going to be cursed or something? Keep in mind that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And those who are Satan worshipers or those who are in darkness, they need to hear about the light. They need to hear the gospel. And so God may be using you. He's placed you in, in that work environment to be a light to him. Now, I think that 
you are to, and I think you understand this and realize this and have expressed it, that you do need to use wisdom and discernment and just being led by the Lord. But if you have opportunity to share the gospel, share the gospel with him. Keep it the gospel. Point to Jesus. You know, bring light into his life because you may be the only gospel that he'll ever hear or has ever heard. And so I would encourage you, just pray about it. Lord, help me, guide me as I speak to this individual um, that you don't, you, you know, give... Um, any other indications that you have any other interest but to be able to share with him the good news that you do care about him and that um, that you want to give the gospel to him as the Lord leads you and guides you. But there's nothing wrong with doing that. As a matter of fact, you just said it, that we as Christians are supposed to give the gospel, and we are. So just because he's got some satanic tattoos doesn't mean that we don't give the gospel. Of course we give the gospel. Um, anyone who's in any situation, the gospel's for everyone. And um, Paul the Apostle, I'm reminded in the book of Romans, that when he gives the theme of Romans, uh, I, I love it, as uh, we're all familiar with the theme, that he says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God to salvation for everyone. So this guy is included in that category for everyone, anyone, everyone, whosoever, who believes for the Jew first and also for the Greek. So given the Gospels, the Lord leads. Again, using wisdom, using discernment as you have a conversation with him, but also looking for the opportunity to share with him. All right? The reason I kept talking to him, I didn't know these were symbols until she told me, was that there was a young pastor at my church years ago who had fallen off the deep end, and he came to Christ. He had tattoos all over. They weren't satanic, but he was clearly not a Christian at that time when he was doing all this crazy drugs and everything. Mm -hmm. And he now ministers and is a youth minister. So you can't judge people by what they look like. No. No, it's, you know, and that's the thing to remember. God can save, you know, anyone, whether it's somebody with tattoos, whether it's somebody who is involved in drugs, anybody in any situation, because that's the power of the gospel. There is power in the gospel to change a person's life, to to bring regeneration to them, for them to be born again. And that's what we need to always remember, that the gospel is for everyone, and there is no one too far gone that they can't come to the gospel. And we're to give that message. Jesus died for everyone. So you, your your thought is right. You know, I want to pray with you right now um, and just— um, that, you know, God will continue to give you wisdom and in, in being able to, uh, you know, continue to minister to this individual. So, Father, I just pray that you be with Andrea, or Andrea and, and, and Lord, just be with her. She ministers to this one that needs to hear the gospel. I pray that you would soften his heart, that, Lord, that he would open his eyes spiritually to you, that you would help him, um, that... Uh, to know that you love him, you died for his sins, and that, Lord, that you would bring him from darkness into your marvelous light. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. Hey, God God bless you. Drive safe, okay? Okay, bye. All right, bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs. Let's go to, to Maya in Denver. 
Hi, Maya. Is it Maya? Yes. How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing good. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Um, I just had a question about Harry Potter and in the sense of black magic or magic in general. Um, for As a Christian, is it okay to watch Harry Potter or is that something that a Christian shouldn't do? Well, that's a good question, and there's a lot of kids that are interested in Harry Potter, have been for years and years and years. But here's the thing, that uh, Maya, that you want to remember, that, that God doesn't want us involved in magic. He doesn't want us involved in occultic kinds of practices, witchcraft, those things. He warns against that. And you can go from the Old Testament. He warns, he says, don't get involved with with witches, with mediums, with occultic kinds of things, stay away from it. So he tells the children of Israel, unless they become a snag to you. In other words, Maya, what you read and what you put into your mind does affect you, whether it's a reading you know, about witchcraft or magic or whatever, or certain music that you listen to. And I want to read a verse to you, okay? And I want you to write it down and, you know, talk to your parents about it. Um, Ask them to, um, you know, just kind of help you with it. But it's something that I shared with my kids. It's in the book of Philippians, okay? And it's in chapter 4, and it's in verse 8. And here's what it reads. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, And whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So when you're reading a book or something, when you're reading stories, whatever it may be, can you say that this is true, this is noble, this is pure, this is lovely, this is of good report, this is pleasing to the Lord or not? And so I would, there's a lot of, you know, good books out there, Christian books that you can read, that you can enjoy, that will be a blessing to you, that will build you up, help you. So remember Philippians chapter 4, and always run everything kind of through that that um, you know verse, what it tells you, to meditate on the things that are good and pleasing to the Lord. All right? All righty. Good question. Thank you. You, t- you take care. Okay. Thank you, you too. All right. I love it when kids call, and um, it's a good question, and I just, I just appreciate it so much. And uh, Maya, you know, the Harry Potter books have been popular for years and years and years. And parents, listen, there's, there's better things to read out there that are encouragement to your kids, and, and um, I would steer them definitely in that direction. Let's go to Linda and Thornton. Hi, Linda. Hi. How are you? Oh, well, I got a lot on my you plate. Pray? <laughs> How can we but pray I for always, you? I always do. <laughs> well, anyway. we're here to pray for you. Well, it's been, um, you know, I, I've i gotten this real obsession about watching the news, and it really has gotten to me. I've been very sad and depressed, and I need to stop. Um, Mm -hmm. because God says that, you know, we're protected. But anyway, uh, my daughter's going through, uh, she has 
still custody of the kids and uh, the two little boys. And he's not a Christian, and he's neglecting the kids. He's giving her a very hard time. She's going to back okay, to court I'm to so get sorry. them. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, uh, so she's going to go back to court and try to file for full custody of the kids. And so okay. I'm praying to the Lord for that so the kids will be okay. I'll get all their needs met that way. Um, I have terminal cancer, and uh, I'm the so Lord has sorry. been keeping me alive since my diagnosis. I mean, the Lord is good. And on top of that, mm-hmm. my son is disabled, and he just is getting seizures now. So I'm okay. You do terribly... have a lot going on. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, and I'm scared. You know what? You're in the Lord's hands, and He loves you. Number one, you know, you said you watch the news, and it becomes overwhelming. It does. We want to be informed, but I tell you what, I, I need a break from it. And um, and to be in the Scriptures, to continue meditating on the things of the Lord is going to be so important for you, uh, Linda. And uh, we're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for your cancer, for your daughter, um, as she is looking for full custody for your son. And Lord, Linda has a lot that on her plate that's overwhelming. I can't imagine. First of all, I just want to pray that you would encourage her heart. Lord, as she's battling cancer right now, it's terminal cancer, but Lord, you're the one that holds every breath that we take in your hand. And I just pray that you would just, um, Lord, just um, bring healing and strength to her and to her body but Lord, to know that you love her and that you be with her daughter that's going to court and desiring to have full custody, that Lord, it would work according to your will, that those kids would be in the best care, and Lord, that um, that you would work. And Lord, I pray for her son that disabled, and, and Lord, um, that you know all the challenges that he has, and Lord, but you love him. And I just pray that you would just be with this family minister to them. Help Linda not to be afraid because you're in their life and you care for them and you desire to work in their lives. So Lord, help her to be strong and good courage and to keep her eyes on you on eternity. And I just pray for your comfort to come to her, only the comfort that you can give that comforts us in all of our tribulations. And even as David wrote that when I am overwhelmed my heart, that I can cry out to you, and that you would be her stability and strength. And when it comes to her own health, when it comes to being overwhelmed, when it comes to her daughter, her son, and Lord, that she would just perceive your presence and see you working in a powerful way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You bet, Linda. God bless you. Be praying for you. you. Absolutely. Hey, we got time for one more quick call. Rose in Denver. Yes. Hi, Rose. We just got a couple Hi. minutes. Okay. I need prayer for my grandson, Josiah. He's 20 years old. He's uh, basically an alcoholic. He's already got two DUIs. I'm just so worried about him. He takes off. Absolutely. He's gone all yeah. night. I just, yeah. I just, We just need some prayer for him. Father, we pray for Josiah as we end the show. You care for this young man. And Lord, alcohol and drugs are just devastating so many people, and especially our young people. So Lord, I pray that you would just, you know where he's at, 
as he's facing DUI, that, Lord, that you would just free him from this addiction, that you free him from the alcohol, that he would know that it's just going to destroy his life. Lord, I pray you be with Rose as he desire, she desires to minister to her son. And, Lord, that you would just um, help her and be with her. Lord, I pray that you would just draw him to yourself, put him in that place where he can be safe, where he can be, you know, uh, have that place where he can be safe to where he can be free from this addiction and away from the alcohol. And so, Lord, you know all the circumstances. Just put that hedge around him. Work in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. Rose, we're going to be praying, okay? You keep praying. So Thank you so much. You bet, absolutely. One of the things that we have seen as we end the show real quickly is drug use and alcohol use has been on the increase. Listen, um, especially the young people, um, it's going to catch up with you. And the Lord doesn't want you to be in bondage to those things. And those of you who are struggling with it, he can bring freedom to you. So there is uh, ministries that we have, most excellent way, that they're even meeting tonight here at 7 o'clock at Calvary Chapel, to, you know, that's an addiction ministry. I know there's other places. Uh, look for that ministry to help you um, because those things will bring you down and wipe you out. And, and the Lord wants to free you, and the freedom is found in Christ. So also you turn for Christ is another ministry that is out there. So look to these things. Call out to the Lord, and he is there to help you. Hey, God bless you. We had a great show today. Looking forward to being with you tomorrow at the same time. Have a blessed evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.